What is up, Bridgerunner Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bridgerunners Live. Tonight we had two of the founders from Roman Run Company, a lifestyle apparel and goods designed for runners. They're currently based in West Virginia, but you can find their stuff locally in seven different states. And they also host the Run Wild 20 Miler in West Virginia. Come sit down and enjoy learning all about how this company was founded. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yo, what is Crack Like in Ridge Hunter Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Ridge Hunters Live. Tonight, we are joined by two of the four founders of Rome and Run Company, a lifestyle, apparel, and goods company designed to share the joy of running. They host an incredible race called the Run Wild 20 Miler, which is set to take place for its inaugural year in a few weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Trey Beckett, Ryan Ramsby. How's it going, guys? What's up, guys? What's going on, guys? Doing well. Hope you guys are. Thanks We're for having us. Doing super well. We're super excited to have you guys on tonight's show. That's uh, going to be awesome to kind of hear the story about uh, the company and kind of what you guys have planned for the future. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my name is Wesley Hart and holding down the floor with me tonight, JD3, John Delavaki III. What's going on, dude? Not much, Wesley. I'm excited to be back. It's been a while since you and I, you and I have sat down and interviewed some people. So I'm excited to get to know these two gentlemen and hear all about the company. Um, first off, let's start with our favorite topic of the evening. Um, I don't know. We'll go with Trey first. What are you drinking this evening? I've got myself a, it's a New Belgium tropical wheat. Um, reminds me of vacation. So it's not a you know, nice little uh, way to start the evening. Nice. What about you, Ryan? What are you drinking over there? Yeah, man. I'm drinking a uh, Juice Drop Hazy IPA from uh, Breckenridge Brewing tonight. Nice. How about you, Wesley? And I see some light up there. Are you also uh, somewhere special right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. I think you're also on the mountain time with me, but uh, we'll dive into that in a bit. I've got the Jackie O's. Who cooks for you tonight? Decided to go East Coast beer for our uh, guests tonight. John, what about you? I am drinking actually a Brooklyn Special Effects Hoppy Amber. It's, a, it's actually an NA beer. I'm still on that kick. I've been enjoying these a whole bunch. Uh, allows me to enjoy some IPAs, but also still be productive. So they're great. <laughs> Are you still tapering for Burning River, John? What's going on? No, I'm tapering for something else, <laughs> but we won't talk about that this evening because Arlen Glick decided to out me on Strava. So there was possibly some breaking news, but uh, like I said, we're going to leave that alone. Uh, as always, guys, you can find the show on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're on Strava, check out our Strava Club filled with so many incredible runners. Uh, as always, if you have any questions for these two, drop them in the YouTube comments, and we'll be sure to relay those along. Let's dive right into it, guys. Where did the idea of Rome and Run Company come from, and how did it get started? Yeah, um, I can take it, Rambo. Um, Roman Run, it's it's been a long kind of uh, I wouldn't say process, but it's been a it's been something that you know we've been sort of uh, talking about um, going way back to the days when I worked in a running store. So I grew up just outside of Huntington, West Virginia, and I started working at a running store that's based in Huntington. It's called Roberts Running Shop, and from from as early as, as I could remember, um, when I wasn't fitting shoes and working with customers, I was sort of in the back room coming up with like t-shirt designs and all the t-shirts were for the shop. And 
it was just like a, a fun way to kind of create something that, um, you know, wasn't being offered by the brands that, you know, we were, so we were selling in the store and, you know, things just kind of took off and, you know, it's, um, over the years, you know, we've, we we kind of kept that up. Um, you know, I kind of took a, a step away from working at the running store, but, um, over time I consistently kind of helped those guys create some graphic tees. Um, and then, you know, it was just kind of a, uh, something in my brain that was burning that was like, man, man, if we could really like do something that everyone could enjoy, um, you know, we started to discover that this was a solution at their running store. And we thought, man, what if, what if there's other running stores out there that could benefit from having just cool kind of classic graphic tees for lifestyle use? Um, and so over the, the years, kind of into like 2016, 2017, uh, me and a couple of close friends started to kind of like put some ideas together on what the, the company could look like. Uh, and then it wasn't until like Ryan came along, he was sort of our secret sauce. He said, guys, if, you, if we did this, you know, there's a lot of things I can do to kind of contribute, um, you know, kind of help, you know, financially as far as like take care of the back end stuff. And we were like, it was kind of like the final piece that we were missing. And yeah, it was 2017. It was like the summer. We were like, all right, let's do this. Like, I, I remember Ryan and I, and then our, our good friend, Phil, who's a, who's a co-founder, we were all sitting around. It was probably like a Tuesday night and we were like, all right, we're doing this. And we just started to kind of throw some names. We were in a text group. We were just throwing out some like company names and we kind of landed on one. We had a few other ideas. And then within like 20 minutes, we purchased the domain for the, the company. Um, and by the end of the night, we were up and running. Um, so that was, you know, late summer. And we, we decided to mark the calendar for like October to release, you know, a set of t-shirts and some outerwear and um kind of the rest is history so you know it, it's been a really fun process um we're coming up on on four years and um you know it's excited to see the community that's been grown from this and and you know the and at this point we're now kind of starting to work even more with other running stores um so it's it's been a solution for them and their stores so um overall it's you know it's been a good adventure. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible to hear. And I don't think a lot of people know how tough it is to settle in on a name and how those group texts can kind of go back and forth. I know uh, our when we started our little thing we got going on here, our original name was The Grit Company. That was our first little thing, our first episode. That was what we did the whole thing on. So uh, and then we officially changed it before we went public. But I think that a lot of people don't realize how even the small nuances of putting something together, uh, it does take time. So what are those initial steps look like for you after you did that? Like, were you guys instantly in Photoshop designing t-shirts or what did it look like after that first week of, Hey, once we're off the ground, what'd you do to make it happen? Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think Trey's being pretty modest when he, you know, he says we threw a couple of designs together, um, right from the bat. I mean, this guy is really, a artistic genius um you know you should check out some of his personal work that he that he does and sells it's it's just phenomenal outside of roman run um but the next steps were you know making sure all this was legal making sure the name wasn't taken uh, making sure uh we were taking the right steps you know being at that time three and then eventually four founders just uh knowing what we were doing but not really knowing what we were doing uh you know making sure we were doing things right 
And then, you know, once we did that, it was the hard part was really nailing down what Trey brought to the table. And that was such a key piece for us because we knew you really only get one shot to make a first impression. And what we delivered on that first round really set the stage that has laid the groundwork for what we're able to do today and what we are able to keep doing today. Um, so I, I think that was a huge step and I just want to make sure he gets the credit he deserves because really without him, um, you know, we're, we're just a t-shirt company, but he's able to take the, the feeling that runners feel the lifestyle we live and put it into a graphic that allows us to represent who we are, even when we're not on the trails or on the road or, you know, wherever he gets your miles in. So, um, it, that was the, that was the first step. That was the hardest thing was just narrowing it all down. Yeah. I can only imagine the the back and forth that you guys must have had uh, in text messages and, and determining what was, what was the, like, these are the ones we're going to release first. These are the first kind of things we're going to do. What was that? What was that first release kind of like when you, when you first started, you know, you said just that October goal, right. Of trying to get out these shirts and, and the first kind of outerwear, you know, did, did you hit that goal right on the October mark and, and kind of what were you, what was your first initial release and what was your first kind of realization that it, it started to pick up, pick up and you were actually selling stuff and, and you know, this was le- legit. Yeah. So I will say, um, you know, we didn't do like any sort of like fundraising or we didn't like start out with a lot of money. Um, it was all just kind of like, all right, boys, what do you have in your back pocket? Let's throw it in. Let's get some shirts made. You know, and we did, um, you know, we definitely invested um, personally just to kind of help have a decent assortment, like enough product to, you know, fulfill demand. And, you know, we started social media. We kind of just went that route saying like, all right, we don't really have the money to do a lot of marketing. So let's just hop on social media. You know, a lot of our close friends who are all runners knew kind of what we were we were cooking up. So that helped. Um, and so right around the time we launched, we had actually decided, you know, doing some in-person events would be crucial. And we timed it with um, the expo for the Marshall University Marathon. Um, and they allowed us to come in, set up a table. Um, so we were there for that event. And then, um, Ryan, what was the second event? There was something right after I think it was um, the run the bluegrass race in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, That was our first paid um, showing, I guess. And Mm -hmm. that was uh, really kind of overwhelming for us at the time. Um, I mean, that race draws a a massive amount of people. And somehow we lucked into this in spot. Uh, It was huge. We had like 20 by 20 to set up and we had a really nice looking display and just the the feedback and the, the business that that, brought to us uh really catapulted us and and said man we might be onto something here so those two events um were really the the starting game for us yeah yeah it was was really those face-to-face interaction where we were able to hear okay and see like what are people picking up what are they what are they buying what do they like all right if, if they don't like the fit of that shirt like what do they you know uh prefer and so like we were just soaking it in um, during those two events and just making notes. And that's just, we wanted to build off of that and, and make it even better. And so, um, yeah, and it, it just really organically grew. Like 
uh, it took a very long time before we started to do any sort of like marketing and putting like dollars towards it. And so really just organic growth early on um, really helped. And then, I mean, we did everything we could to just look as put together as possible. You know, I spent a lot of time late evenings, just making sure the website was, you know, up to date and easy to use. And, um, you know, we do a really good job. I feel like we do a great job of, um, you know, packing shipments and like, you know, throwing in some free stickers here and there or a handwritten note, just letting people really know, like, you know, how great it is that they were able to support us and what it means. So little things like that, we wanted to make sure we were doing right. And um, like, we'll never change that aspect of, of the brand. Yeah, that's incredible to hear. And it's kind of interesting too, because like you mentioned that like, you know, you guys wanted to be as professional as possible and, you know, spending all that time on the website and whatnot. And um, I mean, if you guys go to the website right now, anyone watching this, you can kind of see it's incredibly polished. And I'm assuming it's been that way since the beginning. And uh, check out the description of the YouTube video to see their website. But what I'm super curious about now is, you know, I've had people at different races all across the Midwest come up to me and be like, hey, uh, Roman Run, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff to uh, impact the community in a positive way. You know, when did you start to initially feel that, hey, I'm actually making influence, a positive influence on the ultra running community through what you were doing? Because I know a lot of times maybe you don't feel the impact that you make in a certain community. But when did you guys first have that realization that, oh, we're actually doing something kind of special here. I think probably the first time that hit for me, um, I think it was 2018 or 19. I can't remember, maybe, maybe 18. We launched our nomads team, which was our ambassador team. And it was our first go at it. Um, I'm not going to say we nailed it, <laughs> but what it did was it showed us that we were, we had the ability to connect like-minded folks from across the entire country and that's what we did. It was a small team, but all of these people lived this lifestyle. And what we realized, and we, we were messaged on Instagram or uh, through other social media you know, feeds was, hey, I'm running this race in this town or this state. And, and folks were connecting and, and crewing each other or you know, sleeping at each other's houses. And that was the first time for me. I was like, wow, we've, we took this little idea and we're now connecting people from California and West Virginia or, you know, New York and, and Arizona or Utah. And um, that that for me was kind of like, wow, this is more than just a business. This is this is why I want to do this is to, you know, connect the community. And every, anybody that runs Ultras knows how incredible the community is. Um, you know, I'm in Leadville right now. And just walking down the street, you just immediately have this connection with people. You don't know them at all, but you start, you just start these conversations out of nowhere. And it's just like this magnetic connection. And um, I think for me, that was the first thing, Trey, if you want to add to that, but uh, that was when the light bulb went off. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would add is just, um, you know, being able to create something that people want to wear and they want to they, they feel like it really represents the hard work they put in, you know, and we talk about this, like, you know, as a runner, whether like me nowadays, I'm more of just like, if I can get three or four miles in around the neighborhood, it's a good day. Um, you've got guys like me and then you've got guys that are men and women putting in mile, you know, hour to two hour runs every day. Um, it's a broad spectrum of runners, but ultimately we wanted to figure out a way like, 
like how can we express like all the hard work we put in when people aren't paying attention like we're getting up early no one sees us going out for a run a lot of times we might be in the woods by ourselves um and you know it's like you know how can we connect those those folks um and that was part of you know that was a, you know, something for me and the, the crews it's like all right let's you know that's one of the reasons you know we really wanted to make this happen yeah and that community aspect of of ultra running is is just like no other i think um brian one of the things you mentioned at the beginning of when you were just talking about was um those ambassadors and you, you said connecting people who are like-minded and who just kind of represent that mindset um I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that mindset, like that, that what is that it, what is that to be Roman run? What does that mean? What does that entail? Who are you trying to connect? Yeah. So really um, kind of naturally our, our motto became run free, run far. And um, I think that kind of uh, encompasses that community of, you know, it, it's not a political mindset or community or, um, you know, thinking one way or another, but it's, it's that community of folks that you know are trustworthy, are kind, are hardworking and committed. And because this isn't a sport you can fake, uh, you can't you can't show up to the starting line of a hundred miler, fifty miler, even a fifty k, um, and just you know fake your way through it. You had to really put the work in, and if you didn't, you become exposed. And I think those people in this community carry that throughout their everyday life. Um, and I immediately have a, you know, sorry, I guess I'm above the spine room, a, uh, a next level of trust in you. If I know that you're also an ultra runner or really a runner in general, but ultra running specifically, uh, takes that to the next level, because again, you can't fake it. And this community is not fake. And the mindset is I'm here to be better than I was yesterday. I'm not here to be better than you. And I'm going to help you however I can achieve your goals along with mine. And, um, that's what I love about it. That's great. I mean, I can't even comment on just the pure fact of like the joy that that brings me in terms of how you're talking about just the community and how, so the way I'm looking for how to say this, just helping people. Like, it's just tremendous. Like the number of times, you know, I've stopped or people have stopped or whatever during the middle of a race, like not even caring, like just, are you good? All right. All right, let's go. And that, that, that mindset is just, it's just awesome. Um, it's tremendous. It's one of those greatest things about ultra running. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley. Yeah, I've got I've got one for you guys here. Uh, so the next one, next question I kind of want to dive into is what does it? I mean, what did it kind of look like when you guys started launching different products? And was there one product that kind of uh, took off, maybe in a way that you didn't expect it to, or um, one thing that kind of the community really wanted and you kind of uh, decided to put it out? You know, one thing I'm always looking for are different bucket hats to add to my repertoire. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have gotten into the bucket hat business yet, but if you I think you should like, Hey, if I can give one. one suggestion, I've, I'll buy six. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'll give them out. But uh, no, what's that, what's that in that process? Like with defining different stuff that people enjoy. And has there been one product that's taken off more than others? Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's, it, I wish I could say it was easy to like, and there was like a science behind it. Um, you know, for us, you know, of course we started out just going like the t-shirt routes. We did t-shirts and long sleeves. 
over time, we really wanted to get into, you know, hats and um, once again, just kind of focused on, okay, what is someone going to want to wear like all day, every day? Um, yes, the big brands focus primarily on technical apparel. There's a ton of technical apparel out there. And that's great for those one or two hours a day that you're you're using it. But what are you going to wear for the other 22 hours of the day? So, um, you know, whether it's just a T-shirt or a hat, I mean, we're constantly, you know, talking about shirt colors, um, hat colors, what inks look good on shirt colors. And it's uh, there's a lot of back and forth. And we have figured out like what certain things like how certain things look and and some of those have taken off and then we've had a lot of duds like i'll, I'll never forget there was a, a shirt <laughs> the, it was a green shirt i thought it was the coolest green it was called leaf it's kind of like a natural colored green and dude it took us forever to sell through those um it was one of our originals and we just it, you know it's just it is what it is and um you know it's like a small example but like it's really fun you know we've done drinkware like you wouldn't believe, uh, you know, how well we've done with drinkware. Um, and that's, you know, something that you use daily, whether it's drinking your coffee on your way to work or, you know, pouring, pouring a beer in it, you know, after a run, like, you know, there's little things that, you know, we want to, you know, do right. And it's been fun to experiment in a lot of ways. Um, this fall we've got, well, actually, this past summer, we came out with a sock line, which was really fun. We were able to kind of take the reins and like work with a company to design a sock and um, kind of get down to the nitty gritty on how we thought it was it should fill and how it should fit. And uh, it's been it's been a fun process. Um, I mean, Ryan, my Ryan kind of gets into the analytics and kind of focuses on like, you know, some of the numbers and like really helps us determine all right what do we need to, what do we need to do next um so yeah i mean ron anything off the top of your head that you can think of that's yeah done i well think hadn't done well yeah one thing that you know we started uh, maybe our first couple launches was we thought we knew what women wanted uh in a fit of a shirt and we were completely wrong so um you know we realized very quickly we need to be taking feedback from our community of, of supporters and fans and ambassadors and, and hear from them and then take what they have to say and put it into action. And once we did that, you know, we changed the feel and the fit of the shirt, the cut of the shirt, and it's improved our women's sell through 200 X. Um, so I think little things like that of just listening to what people want and being a small company, you know, we're the ones making the decisions. We're able to make that happen. So, you know, we don't have to go to a board or, you know, get, you know, 51% vote to make it happen. We just, you know, quick text message here and there and, and we're up and running. So um, that, that's that been pretty cool to, again, connect with that community and put out into the market what they really want. I love that you guys are pulling uh, that information and, and adapting yourselves quickly to to what your your, your customer base wants. Um, what, what do you guys have coming out in the future? If you're, if you're able to talk about any of the upcoming projects. I always love breaking news on Virginia's <laughs> live. So give us, you know, all the big stuff here. Right. Ryan, you want to hit this? I mean, we've, we've yeah, sure. Up. Yeah. So we, um, just released 
or we haven't released. We just took pre-orders for our fall, uh, fall winter 21 line. Um, so that'll be coming out and dropping. We're actually going to drop it at the run wild 20 miler, September 25th. So that'll be first access. And then, uh, it'll go live online that following Monday. Um, all shops, uh, will have their pre-orders in, uh, uh, I'm guessing around that, that time we go live online. Um, but we've got some really nice stuff coming out. So again, with the women's cuts, uh, making sure we have specific women cut hoodies, uh, women's cut long sleeves. Um, and then, you know, again, taking some of our historical high moving colors, but now adding some of that new, those new designs to it. Um, and, and always adapting, you know, always staying in, um, in front of, you know, what, what is moving and, and trying to be progressive as, as we can. Um, our hat line is pretty sick. Um, I'm super psyched for that. I think, um, this is going to be a big year for us in, in that way. And, um, other than that, I'd, I'd, I'll let Trey expand further. He's the one that came up with the designs and maybe what inspired him, uh, for this season. Yeah, I think for me, you know, as far as um, trying to stay creative, you know, when it comes to running and all this different subjects and like, uh, I guess, like when you think of running, like, all right, how, do, how can I make a shirt that just doesn't say run or like, or has like a silhouette of a runner? Like, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out, all right, what's, what's this going to look like? Um, you know, I, it took a while to kind of dig into it, but like, I would always go back to, thinking about like, all right, what were some little things that like me and the guys would say while we were out on the run? Like, you know, something like, you know, uh, going nowhere fast. Like as an ultra runner, we're not going anywhere fast. Like we're here to stay. Like we're going to, we're going to chuck through this run, this ultra, whatever it is. So like little phrases that people can connect with that makes sense. Um, you know, you know, it's been, um, that's been one of the more exciting challenges is just to like evolve like different ways that we're creating stuff. Um, some of the companies that we work with that help do some of the printing for us, we've been trying to figure out like different, different techniques on how to, you know, add, you know, multiple colors to a shirt or how to do like a gradient effect, like something we haven't really dabbled in. So you'll see some of that this fall. Um, some kind of like fun, exciting, um, you know, ink combinations on shirts. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, hats, headwear, um, we're going to keep pushing, pushing that. Um, we got some fun drinkware items we're working on now. And then, um, yeah, just going from there, but you know, we are going to also add some new stores. We had, I think, maybe four, three or four different stores come, come to us and say, Hey, we'd love to carry your brand in our store. Um, so we'll have that list added to our website as far as um, where that's going to be. And so that, that includes Boulder, Chicago, um, and a couple other kind of regional places. So, Oh, and, and your, I guess your neck of the woods, um, shout out to Ohio Valley running company. They've, they're going to jump in and they're excited. We've been working with Jonathan a little bit, so he's going to stock the product this fall. So we're excited about that partnership. 
Let's go. I was going to say, I'm going to have to bully JB to get on it and get you guys in there. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, Regeneration, if you guys know anyone uh, that's a running store owner in your local community and they don't carry uh, Roman run products, get on them, have them reach out and connect. And uh, I'm sure they can hash it out and figure it out. But I'm super excited to kind of hear all that you guys have planned in the next upcoming uh, release. I mean, the hats, that's going to be awesome. You know, when it's not bucket hat season, you got to stay warm with some <laughs> other uh, stuff. And I think you guys are going to have plenty of options to uh, uh, for people to do that. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, you did mention the run wild 20 miler coming up here in a couple of weeks. So let's kind of transition over to that. Obviously it's going on a first year race. Uh, there's so many aspects of it that it takes to put on a first year event. Um, kind of when did the idea of, Hey, let's now transition to what we're doing with Roman run to add a race into the mix. What did that look like? Where did the idea come from? And uh, how are you guys excited for the race in a couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, I think the idea has been around for a while. Uh, and then I think again, with the community that we've built now, we have an outreach to where, uh, we wanted to not only talk about what we love, but, uh, be able to provide an, an outlet for people to do what we love and, you know, multi-year veterans to first timers. Um, we have, um, all of those folks <laughs> registered. Um, you know, I've seen the uptick in the folks on the trail, uh, just shoot through the roof on people training and folks I've never seen before. And I spent a lot of time on these trails. Um, so I think the idea has always been there. It was just, when is going to be the right time to do this? Uh, when are we going to have the financial stability to put this on and do it right? And I think that was the first step for us is, you know, we want to be able to do it right. Anybody, really anybody can put on a race. Um, but anybody that's run multiple races, you know, the ones that, uh, had thought and love put into them. And I, I think I feel very confident that that's what we're going to bring to the table. Um, you know, taking all aspects of the things we've loved about races and packing them into, um, this race. And, you know, we settled on a 20 mile distance. Uh, really because that's what the park offers, uh, where these trails are being held, but it's also a really fun distance. It's a distance where those folks that are kind of stuck in that half marathon, maybe working towards the marathon, uh, but they don't really want to take the jump or they're afraid to take the jump, uh, folks transitioning from the road to trail. Uh, but then also guys that are, you know, run a bunch of ultras that just want to go out and hammer 20 miles and really get after it. Um, I think 20 miles is an excellent distance. You can run it, you can race it, and then you can still go run the next day. Um, and I think that's really cool to do. So you don't have to feel like total trash on the drive home. Um, but the idea, we, we finally put it into action. Um, actually we were on a birthday trip for Trey at snowshoe and, it's been a little bit of a wild night and we woke up the next morning and still feeling a little good. And, we said, man, let's do it. So again, uh, Phil was there, he was in person. So three of the four of us were there and we just started throwing names around. Um, we had put out a run wild graphic and it just kind of stuck. And, uh, Trey's wife was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's make it happen. So, uh, again, we put that into action at that minute, you know, we're very much about not talking about doing something, but actually doing what we're talking about. And, um, it, it got put into play right there. So we started signing up for the permits needed um, and, and went from there. And in about 
I'll, I'll say about three to four weeks, we had all the details locked in. Um, I had the course already mapped in my mind. Uh, I went out that following weekend and ran the course to get a GPX file uh, so Trey could build it out graphically and make it look all sexy. And we started promoting at that point. And um, that's kind of the history of how it started. And um, we started reaching out to some folks that we knew could be heavy hitters uh, to make it a competitive race. And, you know, competition usually does drive other competition. And that's really exactly what happened. So um, I'm really excited about the field we have, both on the men's and women's side uh, for a first year event. Um, I think it can really become a, a great East Coast 20 miler. There's not a lot of them. And um, I'm excited to bring this one to the table. I did a road 20 miler up in uh, the Cleveland area two or three years in a row. And I can definitely uh, agree with the idea that a 20 miler is an incredible distance. Like whether you're still training up for a ultra later in the season or maybe a marathon or whatnot, or just want to go and hammer it. It is such a fun distance to go after. And it's awesome to see that you have crazy competition. That was the one thing that I was most curious about is that when you look at this field and you look at how, how everything's set up, you just would not assume that it's a first year race with how uh, incredible that it, this uh, is looking on paper for you guys. And I know you guys are super excited for race day, but what did it look like or what did it mean to you guys when you actually opened registration and you saw the number of people come in and the, the people that did come in? Because like I said, I'm going to make a prediction video for this thing in a couple of weeks. And there are some really big names on this list. So what did it mean for you to see their names on it as well? Yeah, I think there's always a little bit of, of nerves when you whenever you launch anything, whether it's a clothing line or a race because you think you're putting out something that's going to be attractive and then you get instant feedback. So, you know, once run signup was set up and we sent the link out, um, we had an immediate pour in of probably 50 to 60 uh, registrants. And we were like, okay, that's a good start. And then it kind of slowed down for a little bit and then it picked back up. And then we started noticing, you know, Zach Bevins of the world registering, uh, Michael Owens registered. Um, you know, we have some top names on there that have put out some incredible performances. And that allowed us at that point to kind of say, okay, let's maybe reach out personally to some of these other folks and invite them to this race. Because again, nobody's ever heard of it. It's hard to market something that's never existed. You know, we don't have a promo video to show or past race photos to show. Um, so it, it definitely was a little nerve wracking. But, you know, once you start to get some of those names, you're like, hey, maybe we have something here. And then you start marketing it a little bit more. Um, and then over the past month, uh, we've had that registrant uptick again. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking to probably have about 200 entrants for this, this first year. For a first year race. Now, the best question for Ridge Runner Nation is there are still open spots, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, the price increase happens uh, the end of this month. Um, so if you're looking or you're maybe on the fence, now's a great time to hop in. Yeah, you heard that. You heard it. Go sign up. Go enjoy a 20 miler. Go hit it hard and then uh, get some sweet swag. I'm assuming there's some sweet swag involved. Yeah. Um, yep. Especially yeah, since you guys designed it. <laughs> How, how, yeah, let's, let's stand out from the crowd a little bit. So we got some super sweet, um, yeah, sign up, um, stuff that you receive when you, you know, pack a pickup type items. And then we got some killer like finisher items. Um, 
it's gonna be fun yeah there's gonna be a, a lot going on we're gonna have some some food trucks um some music it's gonna be a fun environment for sure and it's a super accessible course um you know it's there's cell service everywhere along the course um it's actually a city park but when you're in the park you feel like you're in the middle of of nowhere um but if if you're on the fence you know your first trail race we get a lot of questions about is it dangerous am i going to get hurt um <laughs> you're you're very accessible at all points and then it's also a great spectator course um there's honestly if you can move around fast enough as a spectator you can probably see your runner five to six maybe seven times within 20 miles which is unheard of yeah um the aid stations are going to be fun they're going to be well supported we have some great sponsors supporting those um so yeah it's it's very accessible it's going to be a great environment a lot of fun very safe um you've got a lot of technical you know single track you got some flowy single track um so you're going to get a little bit of everything John, man, I'm excited to see you down there at that race. You know, I think uh, you did absolutely crush it at that course. So you're in, right? I'll just see. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we need to get him. Yeah, got to get him in. You know, it's tough for me to commit to go out there. I'm tempted, though. I'm really tempted to uh, come out, come on for that one. Back to the East Coast, always uh, willing. But um, one thing I want to know is, obviously, you talked about what the elites will kind of bring to this race and kind of what uh, the runners will be like in the front, but, you know, kind of in the mid pack in the back of pack, uh, there's you know, a lot of different, uh, perspectives on like what makes a race successful. And so year one with this race, what does success look like for you guys? Yeah, I think, I think success at the end of the day, if I can look back and know that we challenged people to push themselves. Um, and I think this course will do that. Um, that everybody got off the course safe and that everybody had a great time. And for me, that's what it's really about is enjoying your time out there. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy or you're going to feel good, but it's going to be that at the end of the day, you feel accomplished and that you do feel better than you felt yesterday about your running journey. And it's just another notch in the belt. Um, and again, whether that means you ran a PR or you just finished the thing, so at the end of the day, those are the things that I'm looking for. Um, and then if we can do that, I feel confident that this race will continue to exist uh, for years to come. Kind of talk about what the local running community is like in your guys' area. Obviously, uh, it is such a special area with the amount of uh, incredible athletes that are just in that region. Uh, talk about like what it means to kind of have the support from the local runners in this race. Yeah, it's. The running scene uh, within the Huntington, Barbersville area is really kind of unknown, but it's tremendous. The runners that come out of there um, throw down some serious times um, on some very hard courses. Um, a lot of course records times are held by runners uh, from the community. Um, so I think that, you know, it's, it's really cool to, to have that support and to get their excitement you know there are some other great races in the area um the canal trace 50k is a great you know 30 just straight 31 mile point to point race you know which is hard to find sometimes um but i think you know being able to bring this to the community uh in the way we're doing it, it is going to 
continue to grow that community a little bit, a little bit more. Um, you know, we have Marshall University right in town. So a lot of these runners are ex, you know, D1 runners, um, you know, Trey being one of those, Phil, our other founder being one of them. Um, Trey, did Robert run D1? And Rob, yeah. All yeah, three, so, three of us. so <laughs> all, all three, except for me, all ran D1. And um, that just speaks to the community that they, they continue that running passion even after that collegiate career. Awesome. Um, first chat question tonight. Isaac Waite says, uh, are you looking for volunteers to help with the race? Yeah, Isaac, we would love to have uh, you and the family out, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And congrats on the Western States finish, man. So where would they go for uh they want to sign up? You got an email or a spot to, to do that? Yep. So uh, you can either reach out through the Run Wild 20 Miler Instagram account um, or through the Roman Run account. And then we're going to be opening up a run sign up volunteer uh, registration link here um, once I get back from Leadville. Nice. Um, Isaac says thanks. And then we have a comment from David Fowler in the chat. He says Trey is so handsome. Dave, oh man. Uh, he's going to make me blush. Can't do that to me. I'm on live, I'm on the interweb, man. Um, Dave's awesome. We did a really fun Ragnar Ultra. A long a while back, me, Ryan, Dave, um, and then uh, Ryan's brother-in-law, and it was it was a great time. But yeah, Dave's a good guy. Thanks, awesome. Dave. <laughs> um, I did just look up, you know, from my big coming race that you know I'm not supposed to talk about. Uh, this twenty miler is only two weeks from it, <laughs> so sounds like it, a great final run. It we'll might be. There. Damn. he's there he's there <laughs> he's he's committed it's only four he's hours awesome. so from me so awesome. still only a one day event you know one of the plenty, things of, I, plenty of lodging options you'll be good oh yeah one of the things i love most about the website when looking at the race is the amount of cities that you guys listed in different areas to kind of come in because i think a lot of people maybe don't know like how far they could be from a certain area and i know i kind of realized that when i was in charlotte north carolina going up to west virginia i was like oh this is only you know a couple hours away it seems like very far but you know when you break it down it's only two to three hours or so so i think it's kind of interesting you guys are in a good spot geographically to kind of pull from a lot of different regions so i think you know if you're on the fence about like oh where's this race at in west virginia take a look at the that little page that they got on their website there because you, you may be a lot closer to this thing uh than you realize so that, that was something i really loved yeah and i gotta add to that i mean going through there looking at it like it is like it is for a first year race like you guys did your due diligence and you guys put together a, a lot of information that most people want that they don't get a lot of times so you got airports listed you got big city distances listed you have various directions, loud lodging, camping, all these restaurants you have down there in those areas. And even you have the local running shops listed. I mean, it's all there. And that's incredible for definitely a first year race. And I, I got to give you guys kudos for that because that you don't see that everywhere. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big piece of it is we want to support the entire community, you know, that we're in and, you know, all the restaurants that we did list are just small, you know, family owned restaurants. You know, we didn't go down the chain route. Um, we wanted to support those that also support us in the community. So that was very important to us in the creation of all that. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. This event is going to be an absolute riot. Uh, it's going to be super wild, if I may, uh, in a couple of weeks. And we're super excited to kind of see it, John. We're excited to see you out there. But uh, kind of transitioning now into a little bit about uh, your guys' history in the sport and kind of what makes you tick and why you love ultra running and just trail running in general. Uh, Ryan, let's kind of start off with you here and just learn about, you know, what was your background? How did you find the sport? And then kind of what you have planned maybe this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So I started running in middle school, uh, you know, track and, and ran all the way up through high school and where Trey and I went to high school, Cabell Midland, it's a running high school. That is what it is. Um, I, I can't even think of all the, I don't know the total number of state championships that are held within track and field and then cross country. Um, but that's again, the community that we live in is a running community. Um, so it was really cool to be a part of that. I did run trays one year behind me, um, but we did run for, you know, all four, all, all four of his years or all four of my years um, together in high school. And then um, I took a break after high school. I was just burnt out. I didn't run in college. And then I think it was like 2016 uh, Trey <laughs> actually he was working for Sockney at that time. And I was asking him about some shoes. I was like, man, I just have this itch to get back into running. And he, he gave me the, the model, whatever it was. And I went and I bought a pair of shoes and he said, man, by the way, me and my brother-in-law were running this uh, trail race called the rough trail 50 K. And I didn't know anything about anything. And I was like, yeah, man, when is this thing? Sign me up. Let's do this. So that was like July. The ra That race is in November. So I trained for, you know, however many months that is. And I showed up to the starting line and I had no idea what I was in for. I didn't have any nutrition. Uh, I had a vest, but I think it just had water in it and some like toilet paper. And, um, we just take off on this thing. And it was just such a cool experience. And I just remember how horrible I felt around mile, like 18 or 20. And Phil, uh, one of the other founders actually was running the race as well. And he was already on this, he was coming back from this out and back. And I just remember passing him and I was like, man, how far is it to the next aid station? And he's like, dude, you got a long way. And for me, that was just kind of that moment of, wow, this is, the worst I've ever felt in my life, but I kind of love it. And I, I just continued on trudging along and finally got done. And I was just completely bonked out. My wife was scared to death. She was like, what, what has happened to you? Um, sitting there at the finish line, like blue, you know, sugars dropped, but um, I got it done. And that was kind of that spark that was like, man, this is, I want to do this again. And then I ended up my, dad ended up passing away, uh, from a heart attack in 2017. And, uh, he was a diabetic and I was like, man, I got to do something to raise money for this. And I found out that the Chicago marathon, uh, one of the main sponsors is the American diabetes association. So I raised, I was like, man, I'm going to do this. I immediately registered. And I went through that whole year raising money, uh, to run that race. And, um, ended up getting through that race. And then, uh, it was just a big, uh, celebration. My whole family was there. Uh, it was just a really cool experience. So I had two very cool, very different ends of the spectrum in terms of experiences within running a, a long distance. 
And uh, it just kind of exploded from there. I just became addicted to the feeling. And um, I ended up having my first son um, in 2017 as well. And really running made me feel good. And it made me a better me. And, um, you know, I didn't want, I wanted to do everything in my power to not, you know, put my children in the same position I was put in of, you know, losing a father, uh, very early on. So, um, I know anything can happen at any point, but if this is one thing I can do, uh, to at least ensure that I'm a a healthy, better me, um, I'm going to continue to do that. And, uh, that's kind of a long winded story, but that that's kind of the history of how I got into it. And then the rest is just, just history. Well, thank you so much for being open with us and uh, sharing that story. I think it's kind of, I mean, it's obviously super uh, inspiring to kind of hear how you're kind of continuing to grow in your uh, running journey kind of for your children and kind of in part there too, which is uh, just incredible to hear. Uh, what's this weekend for you? Well, how'd you get into hundred milers? Why are you in Leadville right now? Uh, what's going on with that whole thing? Yeah. So um, into that late 2018, I think I was on, um, ultra running mag or something.com. And, um, I saw an ad at the top for the Leadville 100. And I was like, again, that I didn't know what a 50 K was. I didn't know people ran a hundred miles. So I clicked on it and I was like, Oh, well, it's a lottery. There's no chance I get in. So, uh, I, I go through the whole process, uh, in 2019 and I'll be damned if, you know, the lottery comes out in January and they just, it's a live feed and it's just this scrolling, you know, name list. And, I remember exactly where I was at the time and uh, I saw my name on this list and I was like, holy smokes, what have we just done? So I was like, okay, well, let's do this. So I, um, 2019 came out here uh, to run the Leadville 100 and uh, ended up DNFing at Winfield, which is mile 50. Um, It's an outback course. So I did get to see the whole course, which I was proud of, but um, I was not prepared. Uh, I let it get the best of me. I was a little too conservative in certain areas. Um, so as soon as I DNF'd, uh, I got back home that, that Monday, um, and I was immediately like, okay, we're going to do this again. So I went through the lottery process again and, um, I didn't get in, but it was so important to me that I found out that if you register for the race or for, they, they have a run camp that you can come out and do in June. Uh, and if you do that, you get an automatic entry into the race. So, uh, Signed up for that. I was like, we're doing this no matter what. This is going to happen. Uh, I need revenge. And then COVID hit 2020. So I've had two additional years. Here we are, 2021, Leadville 100. Um, it's about to go down. So I came out for the camp. Uh, had a great camp. Feeling very confident. Um, we've been out in Colorado since last Thursday. Uh, so feeling somewhat acclimated. And uh, by this uh, Saturday at 4 a.m. Be ready to rock and roll. Well, I'm excited to see you out there at the start of the Leadville 100 myself. I'll be uh, pacing Ridge Runner Nation member Andrew Waugh, bringing him in for the last couple miles or so. But it's uh, it's going to be an exciting race to uh, hopefully see you out there and hopefully crush uh, that race and get to that finish line. Absolutely, man. Look forward to it. Can't wait. Trey, what about you now? Kind of dive into your history with the sport, kind of how you found running and kind of what makes you tick in the ultra running community today. Yeah. 
Um, growing up, I was a soccer player and going into high school, I just finished middle school and I thought, you know, I'm going to play soccer in high school. And, um, I had a cousin that ran cross country and I thought, man, it'd be fun to just, well, I honestly didn't, this wasn't the plan, but, um, I didn't think it was going to be fun. My dad told me, he was like, if you're going to get in shape for soccer, just run with the cross country team this summer. This was back in 2000, uh, 2005. And so I ran with the cross country team that summer. And as Ryan mentioned, you know, we went to a high school where it was, uh, they've got a, a really great cross country and track program. And so by the end of the summer, I kind of find my, I found myself getting close to that top seven. Um, and if you're, fam- if you're familiar with cross country, um, the top seven is, it's like your bar- varsity squad. And so here I am a freshman at a good program and I'm kind of, breaking through and I'm thinking, man, uh, you know, this has gone way better than I ever would have dreamed it would have gone. And so I did, at that point, right before school started, um, I said no to soccer and I just kept running. So ran track and cross country the four years of high school. Um, towards the end of my senior year, had a few offers to run in college and then decided to, um, you know, go the route of running for Marshall was always, always a big fan of the thundering herd. And, you know, my parents went to Marshall, um, you know, at the time, a lot of the teammates that I had at Marshall, I knew in high school and, you know, we just bonded very well and I was just kind of a a no brainer. So um, it was a great decision. I had a, a, a fun, I'll say fun time. You know, I wasn't the fastest guy on the team and, wasn't the fastest guy at conference, but, you know, it was a, a great opportunity. And um, from there, uh, you know, I, I, I stuck with running. I went to work for Saucony after college. I worked with Saucony for four or five years as a field marketing tech rep. So I got to travel across um, the Southeast and the Midwest for a while working for their brand. And uh, it was a great, great opportunity. I learned a lot. Um, you know, getting in and out of stores, running stores, being able to talk about running every day with folks um, was was a good opportunity. And and before all of that, you know, I spent six years working for my local running store that was an absolute blast and made so many great relationships and um, really just fell in love with the running community back in high school. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to see um, the compassion that people have for each other and just, um, you know, what, what it can do for you. So, you know, since then I've ran a few, um, I'm not like your diehard ultra guy, like Ryan, I think Ryan's got that fire lit under him and I'm, I'm just as happy to get out and, you know, exercise. Like I still will run, um, you know, give or take every other day, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been, you know, with, a few marathons here and there and a 50 K here and there. It's um, you know, I kind of find myself like, you know, trying to find that next challenge. Um, I will run the, the run wild 20 miler most likely, most likely the day before, but um, I'm going to get out and see how the course is be that guy. But um, you know, just uh, I'll never not run, I guess is, you know, something that, um, you know, I, I kind of look forward to, but it's, it's fun to see just how everything has grown. I mean, 
from where we're at in West Virginia, well, I live in Lexington, Kentucky now. Um, Lexington has a, a really great community here. Um, I'm really close with the local running store here. Um, I've ran several races here in town and um, we have really quick access to the Red River Gorge, which um, is just littered with some amazing trail systems. Um, you know, and so, you know, I take advantage as much as possible. Um, you know, at this point, I don't have anything major or super exciting on the horizon as far as an ultra, but, you know, for me, it's, uh, I get, I get just a major kick of being able to just get out and put some miles in and, um, you know, kind of go from there. So, you know, we'll see, you know, might, uh, might just randomly sign up for something and, uh, take it on, you know, full steam, but, you know, right now, um, I'm happy where I'm at, but, excited to see Ryan doing what he's doing and some of the guys on our team, um, you know, that are part of the brand, just, you know, they keep, they all keep me inspired for sure. Yeah. And I think just, just running to run is, is what it's about. Right. Uh, and that's, that's, and, and Trey, that's Trey will be pacing me at the, uh, uh, rim to river 100, uh, in November. So don't let him fool you. Don't, don't let him, <laughs> Make you think he's he's not putting in the work. He's going to be ready for that day. I am, man. I hope you just have a great race at Leadville. Take six months to recover and just have a really slow day at Run the River. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about uh, Wes, racing you on that day. Weston, what'd you predict yourself in? Uh, top five, locked and loaded. Top five. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah, we're we'll we'll be uh, we'll be rolling heavy at Rim to River. So Phil will be there. I'll be there. Trey will be there. Um, uh, it's going to be a, a fun time. We're going to just enjoy the trails and enjoy a great hundred miler in the, the state we call home. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Wesley's going to be there. Cam's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm just going to get Nick Voss out here. Awesome. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be a big old party down there. And that, that place was just amazing. Like last year when we were down there, it was gorgeous. Yeah. I'd like to make sure, uh, uh, Ridge runner nation is well aware of the Rim to river 100. And I know you guys put out or the, yeah. And I know you guys put out the promo video, so keep it up. We love that race. Yeah, that's a great, great group of people that put that on. Um, you know, we've been work. They they reached out to us and said, "Hey, we'd love for you guys to to put you know work on our merch and our apparel and stuff." And they're just they're awesome, um, awesome place, awesome group of people. You know, highly recommended for sure. Absolutely. Um, we have a another comment from a chat. Member, um, this name should sound familiar to you both. Uh, Caleb Bowen screaming, "Go herd!" Um, so we give him a quick shout out because you know Caleb's a great person, and he you know won last year. So that's he, right. Yeah, he's, 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 he's another he's an animal. He's another one of the elites uh, coming to. Uh, he'll be at the Run Wild Twenty. So I uh, forgot to to mention him when I was mentioning some names, but uh, yeah, Caleb can throw down some nasty times. Uh, he's got a couple wins under his belt already this year. Won the Rim to River 100 last year, so we're we're really excited to see what he's going to do uh, on our course in September. Yeah, he's one of them fast gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so I want to give you guys a quick second to to breathe real quick and just remind everyone who's watching if if you like and appreciate what we're doing, go ahead and give us a subscribe. Uh, click that button below. We we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out tremendously. Um, and we're going to transition into our quick questions of the night. Um, and so these are short, short answers, or you can make them long whenever you want. Um, 
What's one thing uh, you can't leave an aid station without? And Ryan, you should go first since you know you're going to be running soon. <laughs> yeah, potato chips, man. Potato, potato chips. chips. Uh, I'd have to say in, uh, a cup of Coca-Cola. cup of Coca-Cola? I, I do think Coca-Cola is one of the best things in an aid station to wake you up and uh, make you come back from the grave. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, let's see, here we got weirdest hallucination or strangest thing you've seen somebody eat at an aid station, depending on what you've witnessed in your lifetimes. <laughs> well, it wasn't a hallucination, but, uh, it was uh, black Canyon hundred K last year. I was just in a bad, bad place. So like mile 51 or five, I can't remember where that aid station was, but these two dudes came by and I'm just chucking everything up and they're just hammering grilled cheese. And I was just so jealous of what they were able to do. Um, and it was just so strange. I mean, they were, uh, they were just going to town on some grilled cheese and that, that inspired me to maybe check out some, see how that works with my stomach. But that's probably the weirdest thing for me. I don't have too many altars under my belt, but, um, I do remember I was sort of at the back of the pack during the, the race Ryan mentioned earlier, the rough trail 50 K and, um, saw a guy bust out a cigarette and, and smoke a cig, you know, with like six miles to go. And I thought, here we go, man. Like, let's do this. You know, it's, you know, just a little pep in his step. Um, hmm. I didn't take a drag. I felt like I should have, but you know, I, was, I thought that was um, pretty cool. So hats off to whoever that was. Um, could have been Chuck Norris. Who knows, man? It's pretty, pretty rad. Never even heard of that happening before. So that is a first. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of a lot of other things happening on the trail. And if you watch Ridge Runners, like our live previous live shows, you may know what I'm talking about. But we've heard a lot of things that happens out on the trail. And smoking cigarettes not been one of them, though. <laughs> Only in Kentucky, man. Only in Kentucky. It was probably, it was probably if I actually paid close attention, I'm sure he had like cut off jean shorts or something, something even crazier. But no, he, yeah, I thought it really stuck in my mind for sure. See, we're a big fan of jorts out here in Arizona Nation. Yeah, I, I, I rock them. You know, our producer, Nick Voss, will rocks them as well. So uh, maybe not at races yet, but we're going to work our way into that uh, apparel line for sure. Uh, kind of diving to the next question here, you know, the big one, the Arizona Nation's favorite question here. If ultra running had walk-up songs like baseball, what would yours be? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Now these get added to a permanent Spotify list. So... Oh wow! Everyone gets cool. to listen yeah. to this forever. No pressure. Man, that is that one's tough. That one's tough. Um, Trey, take a crack, buddy. It'd have to be something mellow, something um, kind of chill. Um, yeah, dang man, that's a tough one. It shouldn't be a tough one. I should know, but. Um, so you're in the middle of a trail. You're not feeling good, and you got to pull out your iPod. You're gonna put something on to wake you up. What would it be? Well, it's got to be a song by um, one of my favorite bands, My Morning Jacket. And My Morning Jacket, they've they've got some good stuff to get me going. I'd have to say, um, and um, one big holiday by My Morning Jacket. It's uh, it's a good one. Yeah, add that to the list here. What do you got, Ryan? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go in opposite direction here. Uh, mine would be Rambo by Bryson Tiller. 
Um, my nickname for some reason, my whole life has been Rambo and it just feels like it's speaking to the soul and, uh, it just kind of gets me jacked up a little bit. So, uh, sometimes when I'm feeling like a little wuss out there, I need to need some uh, reality smacked into me. So yeah, that would probably be it. Um, Tim Beckett says Rambo is, is being modest. He was the total package in high school, could run, hurdle and jump. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. He was a phenomenal you, jumper, man. He was, yeah, top notch. Yeah, um, it was funny. I was more of a hurdler, short distance uh, field guy. Uh, I think because I was too lazy to maybe run the 800, which is probably what I should have ran. Uh, but I didn't want, I saw the workouts they put in and I was not willing to do that at that time. So yeah. Fair enough. I mean, high school. Exactly. <laughs> Don't blame me there. <laughs> Not at all. Um, next quick, another good question here. It's one of our favorites because the answers are so different. Um, if you could run with one person in history of the world, even if they aren't a runner and assuming they could keep your pace, who would it be? Ooh. Man. Thank you, Trey. Dude, I, uh, these um, are the hardest hitting questions of the whole live show. I mean, these are quick yeah, questions. We do your softballs all show and we come in here with these quick questions and uh, really get after it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd have to say Bob Ross. As an artist, um, I'm sure me and old Bobby would have some good conversations. Um, he's a pretty chill dude. Hey, so yeah, hats off to Bob. And so, I forget who, and I'm going to be uh, annoyed at myself for forgetting this, but that, he, someone else has also given that answer in the past too. So uh, oh. it's super cool to kind of hear you the connection there uh, with, that, with that answer coming back to us. What about you, so, Ryan? Yeah, I'll probably go another opposite direction. Uh, I'm big into sto- I'm big into stoicism. Um, so maybe like Seneca um, or somebody like that would uh, probably help mentally keep me in the game. Uh, and I think that would be <laughs> if I could have him crew me and pace me at the end of this uh, race Saturday Sunday. That would be pretty impactful, I think. So yeah. Well, we'll see what we can do. Well, you know, we can pick some tricks here. So we'll uh, see what we can make happen. Uh, our one new question that we added to the list here, this one's kind of wild, but, you know, would you rather fight one chicken on day one, two chickens on day two, three chickens on day three, and so on and so on for 365 days a year, or fight one mountain lion after training 365 days to fight it. If you fight the chickens, you use nothing but your bare hands and the clothes you have on your back. But if you choose to fight the mountain lion, you can get a sword and body armor. Which one are you picking? I'm going to have to go uh, maybe a rabbit a day. Um, was that the animal? What animal? Chicken. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the same size. Okay. Uh, <laughs> same thing. I'll go, I'll go a chicken a day. I think uh, as an endurance athlete, you know, you kind of, that's the way you build this thing up, you know, one mile a day. Uh, so yeah, uh, by the 365th day, so my endurance will be strong enough to take on those chickens. I'm going mountain lion. There's no doubt about it. I think you, uh, you get them low, you get them to the ground, you do a little grapple and, uh, you've got that sword in your back pocket. And, um, I think I'd take care of them. I got a few pounds on Ryan, so I can see where his strategy is there. So for me, you know, a little meat on the bones doesn't hurt against a mountain lion. I'll take a mountain lion all day. 
I love how how quick this response was in comparison to the other. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> like this one, you already have like str- strategy, and you've like developed a plan. <laughs> and the, oh, and like, yeah. the yeah, song, you're like, um. <laughs> I listen to daily. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, you all have any sponsors or any social medias that you want to plug? Assuming you sponsor yourself, so that's always a good start. But what other social medias do you guys have you want to share out for everyone? Yeah, I, I know Trey won't do it, but I'll plug him uh, in his his art. So fo- uh, follow Bishop Studios um, on Instagram. Check out some of the, the works he puts out. It's uh, it's incredible stuff. It's pretty inspirational. So I enjoy it. I think others will as well. And thanks, Ryan. Obviously, I'll plug Ryan. Uh, Ryan's personal running account's pretty awesome. He's like dude is everywhere. Was it R R underscore Run? It is, yeah. Boom. Yeah, if you're if you're into running pictures, maybe that's a place to check out. But yeah, this yeah, appreciate it, Ron. And then obviously you've got the Roman Run website and Instagram for that as well, right? Yeah, so you can go to uh, our online shop, uh, RomanRun.com. We also have Instagram at RomanRun, and we have Facebook, and then you can find out information. Um, well, probably the best thing to do if you're interested in uh, what we have coming out this fall, you can subscribe to our email list. Um, you'll always be the first to hear about when things are dropping and uh, before we put it out there to the world via social media. So um, we also send you a 15% off code. So if, uh, if you want to pull the trigger on some apparel, um, drop that email list on our website and we'll send you a code. And then, yeah, de- details for the race, like Ron mentioned, um, that's on, on our website as well. So I think it's uh, romanrun.com slash runwild20. Awesome. And awesome. Also, yep. we'll, we'll put all those links down below so everyone has easy access to them after watching this episode. Um, Before we get out of here, you guys uh, should probably give a shout out to your two other founders that are part of this team. Obviously, they're not joining us tonight, but uh, who are they? And uh, kind of give a little quick shout out to them. Yeah, these two are legends. Um, the first guy I'll mention is uh, Robert Smith. Um, Robert is based out of Huntington, West Virginia. He's the, uh, the guy that started Robert's Running Shop. It's been around since 2006. Um they have a store in Huntington and a store in Charleston. Um, Robert's a big mentor of ours. He's a great guy to know. Um, you know, he always puts everybody else first and wants to know what you're up to before he even talks about himself and just a phenomenal guy. Um, so shout out to Robert and then uh, Phil, our other co-founder, Phil Provenzano. Phil's from Northern West Virginia. Um, he's, he, if, if you find yourself like at a party, like Phil's the guy that you want by your side, like Phil's, Phil's a great guy, great runner. Um, he's, uh, he's got some nice tattoos as well and some nice flowy hair. Um, so he's got a good look going on. So we love both those guys. I ran with Phil at Marshall. Um, we ran three years together. He's a year older than I am. And then Robert's a little older than us, not by much, but, he, um, yeah, he's just, both those guys are awesome. Ron and I are lucky to have them. What they do behind the scenes, like you hear us talking, Ron and I talking, but what Rob and Phil do behind the scenes, um, you yeah, know, we wouldn't be a company without them. 
And by the way, if you ever get a package from us, it comes from Phil. Phil, he kind of oversees all of that. Um, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and he dedicates every morning to that. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, we, we love those too. So thanks Robin and Phil. Absolutely. Awesome. That's the four, four person team there bringing you Rome to run apparel. Um, like, like I was saying earlier, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, anyone in Regeneration, please go check out uh, their website. Go check out the race. Go sign up for it if you haven't, because there's still spots available. Um, you know, there's new hats. Uh, hopefully, they'll bring some bucket hats to the to the world here soon. Um, you know, because they'll Next take summer. Wes- yeah, they'll take Wesley's uh, <laughs> yes. ideas there and bring some bucket hats around for us. I will happily rock bucket Ridge hats. Runner, Ridge Runners uh, collab. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, now now we're talking. Now we're talking <laughs> business. Um, but you know, it's great talking to you guys tonight. It was a pleasure to have you both on the show and to hear about uh, where Roman Company came from, hear about the upcoming race that y'all are doing and all the great stuff. Um, it's been a pleasure, Brian. Best of luck this weekend. Um, you're gonna get it this year, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And thank you guys for having us. We appreciate the time and it was a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you guys. This was awesome. So looking forward to seeing you soon. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see you guys in a couple months, (laughs) at least bare minimum. For sure. And John will see you in a couple weeks for sure. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. That's it for this show, guys. Uh, We'll see Regeneration on the next one. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Version of Our Nation.